Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back, Droid Life Show today, episode one zero eight. We're getting up there. It is May six, two thousand sixteen. I'm your host, Kellen. With me, Tim. Tim, say hi. Hey, guys. How's it going, Tim? Here. So, a little bit to talk about on the show. We took last week off. We sort of needed like a a break after doing. I feel like we've just been reviewing phones left and right, left and right, and haven't had a break. So, we took last week off. We're back this week. And there's some Nexus rumors that we need to talk about. Uh, getting hot and heavy on the Nexus front as we get closer to IO, which is always fun. Uh, but then we just have some other stuff. Like we got a Huawei P9 in-house. Uh, Tim has an HTC 10 now, so we'll get his just sort of initial like five-minute thoughts on that because he's barely had it for more than like... I don't even know if you've had it for an hour, but uh, uh, we've got some other things. We'll just, we'll just walk through it, like how your Galaxy S7 and S7 Edge are holding up, things like that. So... Uh, uh, but let's start, though. We we have to touch on these Nexus rumors because, well, they're Nexus. And that's like what we get really excited about around here, right? So let's see. I, I can't remember when the first rumor came out, but it was like in January. Oh, yeah, it was January. In January, a user on Weibo said... HTC is making Nexus phones. And did that person say at the time that it was two? I feel like two has been out there for a while. Yep, they said two phones. Yeah, and so this was in January, and we all just kind of went, mm, dude, it's only January. Like, we barely just got the 6P and the 5X. Like, how are we already talking to whatever? Uh, and he was dubbed an often reliable leakster. So um, we, we definitely reported on it, but, you know, it, it was so early. And then... Not this week, but last week, we got more information. And it's really starting to shape up. I mean, we, we still haven't seen HTC really mentioned anywhere other than just by word. But we're starting to maybe see some things line up. So last week, uh, was it EvLeaks? Yeah. So EvLeaks takes to Twitter and says, two Nexus phones. Well, no, he didn't actually say Nexus. He said, HTC is working with Google on two devices. They're both running Android N. And their code names are M1 and S1. And so everyone went, ooh, got to be Nexus, even if he didn't say it. What else would HTC be working on in terms of hardware with Google, right? Uh, and so then right after that, the guys at Android Police came out with a report. It was it was almost like once they saw Evan tweet his piece, they had some other information that like lined up perfectly with that. So it was like the timing was actually kind of funny. Much so, coercion. Yeah. So, so, you know, they said, okay, M1, S1, that makes a lot of sense because we've been hearing and seen some proof um, that there are two devices with the code names Marlin and potentially Sailfish. Although Sailfish is a little bit up in the air, but Marlin for sure, right? And so M1, Marlin, S1, Sailfish, they kind of go together. Um, and everyone's saying HTC. And uh, then we found some benchmarks the same day under the motherboard name of Marlin, although they're listed under as a Nexus 6P, except we all know the Nexus 6P is not codenamed Marlin. So we're kind of wondering, is it this a new HTC device in disguise? What is it? It's running a Snapdragon 820 and has four gig of RAM. We know the 6P that's actually available is not running an 820. It's running an 810 and only has three gig of RAM. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on. And that's pretty much where we're at, except... I think we're excited. We're definitely excited. And I guess I want to stress the point that it's not like a far stretch of the imagination, you know, that this is all lining up 
you know, to, to be what we actually see from Google later this year. I mean, things are, I mean, already it's, it's only May, but it's early May, but, but at the same time, you know, Nexus rumors are starting to be leaked um, a lot earlier these days, I want to say, and they're always pretty darn spot on. Like it's getting Mm -hmm. a lot better, and especially with HTC who has a a terrible uh, record of leaks coming from them uh, through overseas sites like uh, Weibo. Things are starting to look pretty good for this. And especially like if Google, you know, maybe intends to maybe just show off something or or something in time for IO, you know, we're definitely right around the corner for that. Maybe they'll have the, maybe the phone won't be on sale for a long time, but uh, maybe they'll have like a couple of prototypes at IO or something. So, I mean, you know, so prototypes must already be at least being created and um, tested in various areas. So it, it looks pretty good to me. Like n- none of this screams like, oh, fake or faux or anything right. like that. I mean, right. it seems legit. So, and all the sources definitely check out. So right. it's funny that you mentioned uh, that the, the HTC and involving leaks. Cause yeah, they're the absolute worst, the worst. at keeping anything secret. So uh, like you said, Nexus in the last couple of years, Nexus devices have started. We started hearing stuff earlier and like the, the leaks have been more spot on, but like this year, because HTC's involved, don't be shocked if we know everything before these phones ever arrive. Cause Google hasn't seemed to have been able to keep most of their stuff secret these days. And that, well, I guess they've done a decent job. Uh, we know like little bits of information, but yeah, with HTC involved now, like, Good luck. Yeah. That's here. Yeah. They've never heard of um, Samsung Knox or LG gate to like keep their files secure and encrypted or anything like that. So. Poor HTC. It's an open door. <laughs> you don't need a back door. It's an open door. I wonder why it is that HTC is so bad at keeping secrets though. You know, Samsung's got pretty good at locking their stuff up. Even LG with the G5. Like we didn't really see that. They're getting pretty good. HTC has always been really bad though. So Maybe it's just a, a lack in attention to detail, small things like that. You know, maybe you're letting too many people in on the project or something. I mean, there's some type of loose, like loose ends that need to be tied up. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah, we think we're getting two devices made by HTC. So I, are we are we assuming that's two phones or is it new tablet and phone? Yeah. I mean, HTC it, Nexus 9 is like gone from the Google store now, right? So... Yeah, I think Google made a, a sweet move by doing a 5X, like a cheaper Nexus device based on the original Nexus 5, and then that premium, the 6P premium Nexus 6P, the larger one. So maybe fans of Shamu could have gone to the 6P, fans of that Nexus 5 could have gone to the 5X. The only misstep is that the 5X sort of sucked. In- <laughs> initially, yeah. Yeah, initially. Yeah, like, it's gotten better thanks to updates and stuff. Yeah. Um, even though the specs weren't uh, hardly any different for both devices. Right. So a little odd, um, but I hope that Google does that again. I think they killed it on the idea. Um, just the the actual role, the implementation just wasn't there. But yeah. if HTC makes two phones, one larger, one smaller, I think that'd be great. It makes everyone happy, have two different price points that are easily accessible to the mass market. Um, yeah. Not even that that's really what the Nexus program's all about. But at the same right. time, uh, with that said, stay away from tablets. You know, like Android N is cool, and it would actually make sense. Android N on tablets might be cool. So Google might want to think about making a tablet for that, but then they've got the Pixel C, which is a fine tablet. I don't know why you need to keep pumping out tablets. Cause all because Android it's overpriced. Tablets, Maybe the right. Nexus tablet wouldn't be. Maybe. I mean, but it's all the same. And the 
the Nexus 9 was just such a piece of crap. It's so boring and uninspired and lackluster and blah, blah, blah. I just don't see Android tablets, you know, I just don't see the point. So I think, I think my thought is though, that they're going to make a tablet and a phone because of what you just said with the software, Mm -hmm. because of the multi-window stuff, they're going to try to make Android finally a better tablet operating system. But then why you have to do that by releasing a new tablet. But why, why tap HTC to do a tablet again after the Nexus nine sucked? It's just, he's never made a good tablet. I mean, the Nexus nine, it is. Yeah, it's fine. You know, it is what it was. It's, it wasn't great. It wasn't the worst tablet. It wasn't amazing. It was just, it was just a tablet. And yeah, it didn't showcase anything other than just being a tablet, Mm -hmm. but I wouldn't doubt it. If I like, I just, I can't see HTC building two phones. I think they'll make a phone that's kind of like the 10, but it'll be Nexus and then I think they'll build a tablet. I wouldn't doubt if it's like a Nexus 7. Either that or maybe they'll have like Huawei build a tablet or something and HTC will get two phones. I don't know. But it sounds like we're getting two devices for sure. Yeah, a lot of people talk about why not, why just drop Nexus altogether and just make Pixel phones. You know, that's what everyone wants. They want a super premium Pixel phone. The only problem I see would be the pricing. You know, how do you price a Pixel phone? The Pixel tablet which doesn't have LTE radios or anything like that was already hundreds and hundreds of dollars. Very pricey for a tablet. Um, yeah, not like start at 500 for like the base model or something. Think something like that. I mean, it's not iPad pro pricing or anything like that with an Apple pencil, but, um, but it's still pretty, pretty pricey. And that's because Google's using some darn good quality uh, hardware here, some good components. So if you made a Pixel phone, I can only imagine that thing's got to be like eight hundred bucks. <laughs> yeah, the Pixel C is five hundred bucks for thirty-two gig, and that's without the fancy keyboard. Yeah, so if you want a sixty-four gig Pixel phone, QHD, USB Type C, awesome camera, LTE, you're looking like seven hundred, eight hundred bucks, and no one is. And you and and since Nexus devices are usually sold outright, full retail, not through carriers, that that's quite a quite a expense. For yeah. your average Android user who doesn't even want to buy a ninety-nine cent app, <laughs> right? So yeah, the sixty-four gig Pixel C six hundred dollars. You got to be kidding me! Yeah, that's pricey. Uh, yeah. So I guess my hope is that we get two phones, but I, I, I just there has to be a new tablet in there because that's what Nexus is for. In in one aspect is to highlight new versions of Android and their new features, and you can't. You, right. Sure, you can do it on a phone. But they really want to go, look, tablets are cool now on Android because you can have two windows open. So that's why I think we'll get a tablet. Yeah, that feature is like five years too late. (laughs) It's so late. I almost can't believe, like, I think when the first rumors of this came out, they were maybe around M, right? Was it the M preview when we first saw, like, some janky behind-the-scenes multi-window? Right. And uh, that was a year ago. And it's still janky in the works. And you know, like Samsung, LG, how many others have had multi-window for like four years? When was the first Samsung multi-window on a Note? Was that Note 2? Might have been the Note 2. That was a That's long time. I'm about I to get like six. So, the thing is, like, I've had phones, plenty of phones with the multi-window. I never use it. Like, yeah, I, I, just don't, it. I just don't need it. Even like when I'm on a tablet, when I was using um, like some big Galaxy tab. Like, you just don't need it. It's not the way, I guess maybe just because I don't, like, you know, I'm not in class and I don't need to take notes while also looking at Twitter or whatever I'm doing. It just doesn't, 
work for my life, but I've never yeah. used it personally. Yeah, it's never worked for me either. And I've never used multi-window on anything. But yeah, I mean, there, there's an example. You're in class. You're hanging out on Twitter on one end while you're taking notes on the other. I, the people probably do want to do that. I just don't have any need for that. But yeah, so we're going to get that. We'll get multi-window and I'm just guessing tablet. All so, right, tablet confirmed. You heard the other first. thing, I think these are coming earlier or normal, like November-ish time. Because it does feel early, right? And Android N, they said, well, it has to be early. Because they said Android N is going to be ready by Q3. summer. Q3. And we're thinking August, right? Uh, I'm thinking... End of August. September. Yeah, end of August. Could be September. Maybe September. So does that mean we get devices then? Because they, you know, they they time it right devices with new version of Android. Right. So that means we're getting new phones and tablets in like August, maybe September. I guess September is not that early, but I think we'll have a better idea of maybe when at, at IO and say they drop a new developer preview. We see how far along Android N is coming and see how jankified it still is. And it was like, Oh, Hey, this is, this is ready. This is almost ready. And, um, then maybe we'll know, okay, we're a couple of months out or something like that. I'm sure Google's going to drop drop some hints. Maybe some info is going to get spoken to some outlet. Who knows? I think we'll know more in two weeks, though, when I.O. comes around. Yeah, so I.O. is two weeks. I, yeah, I think because they introduced Android N, you know, like two months ago now, and they sort of took that, that opportunity to announce whatever at I.O., and we're probably going to get developer preview three at I.O., but yeah, I'm wondering if we get the name then too, or if they'll wait longer. But they've got to do something. They can't just go, hey, here's preview three at IO. I just feel like it has to be something more than that. Maybe, no, maybe it's I'm not just it, expecting too much. I think IO is going to be super boring this year. Um, I think we talked about this earlier, but you know, we've already got the developer preview now. Mm-hmm. You know, they're like in terms of the Android stuff, there's not much Google can can announce to really excite us unless they just drop Nexus devices from the sky, which isn't going to happen, right? Because if we were two weeks out from Nexus launch, we would see images because it's HTC we're talking about. Um, we would already know everything that was probably going on. So that's not happening. Right. And uh, I think IO, it's, it's really just going to be sort of lackluster this year in terms of the Android stuff. Maybe other Google stuff like Gmail or Google+. Plus. Maybe they're going to kill Google+. Plus. That's the big announcement for this year. But uh, it just seems like know. kind of an off year where there isn't going to be much like, like Android N is it's a, it's an update and there's obviously a ton of behind the scenes stuff and there's some new, some new features like the notifications are different. Right. And yeah. the multi window we just talked about, but, but we're not getting a new UI. We're not getting this big overhaul, you know, it's still material and all that stuff. So it just feels a little like it might be a little boring. Yeah. That's fine. It'll still be fun, but. Yeah, that is in a couple of weeks. We should hopefully know some things then. I hope so. But, you know, we haven't, we're not expecting like a Gmail overhaul. You know, like Gmail just got overhauled, I feel like. Like, I don't think like there's any big updates in the works that we know of. Unless like Hangouts and Google Voice, something happens. <laughs> Never. Mm. It's been so many years. I don't know. All right. So that's HTC Next stuff. I, we're we're going to find out more and more, obviously, as we get closer because HTC is involved in as we just mentioned, that's just what happens with HTC. All right, so let's talk uh, our question of the day, which we actually put out today. So we're almost two months. Seems crazy. We're almost two months into Galaxy S7 and S7 Edge life. It was the launch day was March 11th, 
which, uh, yeah. So, I mean, that was almost two months ago, which is kind of crazy. So you wrote a post up just a couple of weeks ago that was talking about, you know, I've had the phone for a month. Everything's great. Battery life's gotten better. You said, um, because of an update and performance has been fine, all that stuff. So because we're at two months, we just thought we'd straight up ask everyone. And so we said, how's your S7, S7 edge holding up? Cause last year S six month in two months in my phone in particular just got really laggy and janky and it doesn't sound like i'm alone it sounds like there was quite a few people that happened to so so we asked and i mean there's already 100 comments on this thing we put out this morning and everyone pretty much seems to think it's still the best phone ever (laughs) is what i've kind of gotten from reading most of the comments i mean actually this person miguel says best phone i've ever owned battery life Camera, performance, looks, waterproof. Check, check, check. Check, check. That was the first comment I saw too. And I was like, whoa, hold on, buddy. Best phone you've ever owned. I mean, that, that's high praise. I mean, for it probably a is. <laughs> yeah. What else is on here? Fantastic device by all means. Worth the premium price. Uh, I mean, here's somebody that said, I've noticed a pretty significant slowdown compared to when I first got it. Uh, Snapdragon Verizon model. There was definitely a couple, but I hate to say this because I'm one of those people with the Exynos version, but everyone has an Exynos version is like greatest phone ever. Yeah. It's the people with the Snapdragon ones that seem to be having some issues here. This guy says he couldn't get his SD card working. I don't know what that means. Oh, here he responded. Hmm. I don't know. We'll get back to him later. Most people just seem to really love it though. I mean, there's like a couple of people that seem to have issues, but they definitely aren't majority, right? which is good because we were worried, right? You know, every year we kind of go, all right, this Samsung phone is awesome, but just beware <laughs> that in a couple of weeks or not a couple of weeks, but a couple of months or after a couple of updates, it might get bad. Uh, so far, so good though. Um, you just switched to the HTC 10 today, but have you had any S7 Edge issues since you wrote that post, like in the last couple of weeks, or is it still fine? Everything still seems pretty normal. Um, battery still seems fine. You know, in terms of like overall software performance, like there's some hiccups here and there. Like, and it, what's funny is it's like always this large placebo thing going on. So I downloaded that new Samsung plus app, which is sort of like helps you track your device's health and all this stuff. And now every week, once a week I get a notification that says I need to restart my phone or reboot my phone to clear up any, yeah, to clear up any cash that might be lingering. All this is that stuff. that app that you can contact like a customer service rep if you need to? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so now, whenever I get that notification, I restart the phone. And then I've noticed, like, if I don't restart the phone once I get that notification, the phone will, like, kind of be a little, like, slow or, like, buggy. I'm like, what That's the funny. hell? Yeah, I just I'm I think not going to install that app. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's odd. But, you know, maybe it's the app itself that's causing that problem. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of like when you have antivirus software on your computer, which is the virus. <laughs> so, other than that, though... Totally seems fine. Camera's still great. Display's still good. I have no problems with the S7 Edge. Yeah. I, I just, I've never been on a phone for so long in the past like four years. I think that right. I got really bored of it, and I was like, dude, I need a new phone. So I went and I got the HTC 10 uh, in black, the one we pre-ordered, yeah. and in charcoal. Excuse me. Is this thing is so charcoal. Yeah, dark. It's not. It is what it is called. No, I don't know. Is that what it is? Charcoal. I don't I thought know. It was I like remember. charcoal gray or something. Titan. But, Another. But um, oh, 
it looks like a Batman phone. This thing is, is this thing is totally awesome. That version for sure looks like a Batman phone. Yeah. It's totally legit. Bruce Wayne would be happy. And um software so far good and yeah. Uh oh, we were talking about S seven. So yeah, yeah I haven't I haven't had any issues either. Um the only thing I noticed in the last couple of weeks, plug phone in, it's been getting a little warm, which I don't necessarily like. And it's been with a different few different chargers. I think one was even that, the Samsung charger. Uh, and then as that's happening, because it's getting hot, performance dies and slows down while charging, but unplug, let it cool, and it's back to normal. So I've had a little bit of charging issues, and I don't know why that is, because it's not like I got an update three days ago and I've experienced since. It's, it seems like it just started, so... Or maybe I just started noticing because I was using my phone more while charging. I'm not, I'm not really sure, but otherwise, yeah, I have no issues either. Definitely not like last year. I just remember there was this moment last year. It was like two months in, T-Mobile, S6 got updates, and all of a sudden, it was like I was rebooting it twice a day because it was so bad. So this hasn't done that, and I've had at least one update. So, hmm. so, so far, so good with the S7, S7 Edge. Good. And everyone else seems to think so as well. Ah, thank the Lord. Yeah. Um, so you do have the HTC 10. You just talked about that. Uh, do you have any other thoughts other than it being Batman phone? I know you've like barely had a chance to set it up, but I've, yeah, I've literally had it for an hour and a half and um, I really just set it up. So I don't have too many um, things to say, although I will say fingerprint reader seems nice. I haven't even opened up the camera app yet. So I've got a, a long ways to go. Um, but the software seems good. The first thing I did is I instantly downloaded the Google Now Launcher from Google Play. Since we're we're done reviewing the thing, so I don't have to use any of the baked-in software, thank goodness. So I got Google Now Launcher on there so I can quickly swipe to Google Now and get all my stuff. I got the Kruma, Kruma Troopa keyboard from Google Play, which is now free for everyone to download, so go do it. Why haven't you done it yet? Um, and other than that, I haven't done much. I guess... The capacitive buttons I'm not like in love with because they sit near the bottom of the chin. They don't even sit directly in the middle of where they should. Uh, shout out to HTC for not having a logo on the front of the phone. Um, and also, I have been using the S7 for so long that I'm used to the back button being on the wrong oh, side of the phone. Good, yeah, good luck so I keep that. I keep pressing on it and I get my recent apps. And that's <laughs> that's going to be it's going to happen a while. <laughs> It's very annoying. I mean, like, I used the phone for at least a couple of weeks and yeah. Yeah, I never got over that. I was con. There was times when I would sit there and stare at the phone in the dark. Cause I was like, they don't light up right. Unless you touch right. them. And thinking, which is which, which is like, I found myself paused going, okay, don't hit, don't hit the back. Don't hit the back. There needs to be a standard. <laughs> I, guess. Um, I was just letting someone know that it's called Kruma keyboard on Google play. But yeah, so there needs to be standard back with the arrow facing that way should be on the left. Period. <laughs> like why anything else is just unintuitive. I don't know. So, That's Samsung for it. They're never going to change because they've had it that way forever. Ten years yeah. about. So. I mean, everyone went through the on-screen keys and now HZ is going back. But everyone went to on-screen and with the correct order and everyone did it the right way except Samsung. They never gave in and they just, yeah. So I know. What is it? What is this de-evolution of, of HTC design? They went on-screen buttons, which was fine, but then they, they added the keyboard on the front bottom chin when they should have just put right on the back. It would have been perfect. And they used to put them on the back. Yeah, and, and leave the on-screen keys right there. Like, what are you doing? So 
maybe their design team just needs a quick little slap and just be like, yo, you guys messed up for the HTC 11 or whatever the heck you want to yeah, do. I mean, think if that phone, the HTC 10 had on-screen buttons, like HTC's last couple of phones, right. and they left the fingerprint sensor on the back, it would be, it would have that it would make it- all black, flawless looking front. Yep. And then it would be a uh, pretty damn, I mean, it's still a good phone, but yeah, I don't know why they decided to change physical fingerprint home button thingy on the button. Yeah. Yeah, it seems a little odd. The and uh, the top, they got rid of the IR sensor, right, or the IR blaster, sort yeah. of the. Yeah, so now they have this sort of plasticky, almost rubbery sort of this matte finish on top. When it doesn't even need to need to be there, is it? It's as if they designed the phone to have one, much like the One M Nine up on the top, but then they just left it out and instead plugged it up with the stuff. I don't know. And they put the headphone jack up there too. Yeah. What. Oh my god, it's very odd. You know, and I, I I haven't even turned on the sound yet, so I don't know what the boom sound speakers are like or anything like that. So <laughs> there's a lot to play around with, but I'm really excited because the software is not total garbage right. from what I've noticed. Software seems good. Yeah, software is definitely solid. Yeah. So and the fact that you already put Google Now Launcher on there that fixes the crappy things and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, guys. I'm telling you, this is Batman phone. This is cool. It's like that black on black. It looks like his Lamborghini Aventador. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I like totally that matte finish. Hey, hot. <laughs> All right, so Tim will weigh in more on that later, probably. Yeah. We'll get like a second opinion, maybe on the HTC 10 for Tim. Uh, let's see. So this week, well, no, it's been almost a week now. It has been a full week. So I got the Huawei P9. Uh, the folks at Huawei were kind enough to send this over for us to just review for a little bit or just play with really. I, I don't think I'm going to review this phone, um, but we got one in house because it's their new flagship and Huawei is, well, they're I'm pretty sure they're number three in the world now in terms of smartphone shipments. So they're up there and they're going to make a push into the U S because Huawei wants to take over the world, just like everyone says they do, but they seem like they're actually on the verge of making it really, really, really big. Um, and so we're expecting them to release a phone in the U.S. at some point that's probably going to be similar to this. And so this, the P line is their flagship line that they've had for a number of years. And this one obviously has the dual like a camera setup, which we've talked more about than I want to ever again. But um, you know, it's got that. And if they're going to release a phone here that's similar, we just want to sort of familiarize ourselves with it because it's not like Huawei is going to make only Nexus phones in the U.S. Right? So, so. I've got, there's, there's like two sides to this phone. One, the hardware is awesome. This is one of the best phone in hand experiences I've had in a long time. Like I would put this up there with the S7. It feels that good. And just a really soft metal finish that doesn't feel like fake plastic G five stuff. The button placements are really nice. It's thin enough. It has still has some personality with the two tone finish the display is great. The performance is great. The dual camera setup is pretty solid. I really like the monochrome camera just because taking real black and white photos is kind of fun. The fingerprint reader is fast as hell. Everything about the hardware here is so, so, so great. and so easy to like. And then you turn this phone on and it has the worst software I think I've ever used in my life. <laughs> and it's too bad because I, I try to use it and uh i set it all up and i was like oh, i'll give it a shot and i was holding the phone going my god this is the hardware here is so amazing i love it 
And then I started using this thing and like the notifications are broken. They don't work because they're their own weird UI. Like you can see at the, well, it's kind of hard to see. Well, yeah, you can see it right here. So instead of using the, the sort of black and white stock Android icons that every phone on the planet uses, it's a rainbow. Yeah, it's like it's colored. And so basically they're just taking the app's icon and putting it as the notification icon, which I I guess kind of makes sense, except that now, yeah, you have a rainbow notification bar and it's completely opposite of everything we've ever known on Android. And then when you swipe that stuff down, just swipe things away before I show you guys everything. So when you swipe it down, then it does this like iOS style, like timeline and Mm. interacting. Like the first time you get a notification from an app and you swipe it down, it doesn't show you more information. It says, do you want to allow this to do that? So there's (laughs) privacy there that I guess they're protecting you from, but that's not the default state on any other phone. And the lock screen notifications didn't work for like two hours. I had to get help to figure that out. It aggressively kills apps and services in the background. I I just, it is insane how terrible the software is on this thing. It's one of those phones. Like if this was mine, uh, this is a review, you know, obviously sending it back. If this was mine. I would actually root the damn thing and put CyanogenMod or something like that on. Damn. Like it's that. Because the hardware, like I said, is that good and the software is that bad. That it's one of those that just needs to just completely wipe. So. Hater. Yeah. Anyway, so Huawei, I would just get used to them or start trying to get used to them, everyone, because... They're coming. They're coming for the U.S. Um, although here we really only get their their honor brand, right? Which is an e-brand or something, whatever the yeah. hell that means. E-brand. So yeah, there'll probably be an honor phone at some point later this year. That'll probably be a really good phone with, at a budget price that'll be similar. And we're all going to kind of consider it. And then we're all going to remember how terrible the software is. <laughs> So anyway, we have the P9. If you guys want to know anything about it, we have it for uh, another couple of weeks. And uh, and uh, we can test anything. This guy in the chat says, my wife's had hers for a week and never had the notification problem. I, I don't I don't know. It, the notifications do not work like normal Android. <laughs> That's Every other phone has the same sort of style, right? Notifications come in. They show up on the lock screen. They show up in your notification area. And you can interact with them. Huawei's changed how all of that works. None of it happens by default. You have to like manually change everything to sort of get it to work. And it just, it's so bad. That doesn't sound fun at all. No, no. I was excited to use it too. And I just gave up. I just said I couldn't do this anymore. I give up. I give up. All right. uh, So we ran a poll this week. And uh, what we did was list out a bunch of features that are sort of features that some manufacturers use, some don't. And it's one of those things where you can't ever get a phone that has everything. And so, which still seems ridiculous, right? It's 2016. Um, so we, we put all this list of these things together that seem to be the things that some people leave out, some don't, whatever. People seem to pick and choose. And we said, which of these features can you not live without? And uh, let's see, the list is waterproofing, fingerprint reader, NFC, type C, dual speakers, wireless charging, or then maybe an other. What did you vote for? What was the thing you can't live without? Uh, I think I, I went with fingerprint reader ultimately over say water resistance. Um, while water resistance is cool. 
I think the added convenience of fingerprint reading is just, it's really helped. You know, when I go to buy an app on Google Play, I can just tap my finger and not have to put in a password. Same thing with unlock, uh, unlocking the phone. I can just put my finger there and it unlocks. I think that's really convenient. Saves me a lot of time. It's probably saved me like a decade in, uh, in usage over the past like two years. So it's been great. I like fingerprint readers. <laughs> it looks like fingerprint reader took the top spot in the poll. I would probably tend to agree with that. I mean, NFC is a, so the, I went for a, a time period where I paid for a lot of things with my phone. Oh, I haven't done it as much lately. I don't know why that is. So I would have said maybe NFC not that long ago. Mm. Like Type C, I'm not ready to jump on board with Type C yet. Wireless charging's a nice convenience, but most phones don't have it. So I don't know that I would put that. The waterproofing is one of those things I want every phone to have, but it's one of those things too that you don't necessarily need every day. Like right. it doesn't matter at all. Right. But yeah, with a fingerprint reader, every time you grab your phone, it's nice to have because your phone's secure but then you just do a little swipe and you don't even realize it. Yep. I would, I would probably tend to vote that as well. Uh, a lot of people voted for dual speakers, which is interesting. Weirdos. Yeah. <laughs> I guess people listen to a lot of sound out loud on their phones. Yeah. Once, uh, you know, we start getting more headphones and earbuds, maybe with USB type C and that really becomes like the, the one port to rule them all. I think that'll become a, a much more important feature to people. Right now it's at the bottom with 4%, right? Um, so I think USB will actually come up quite a bit in the other years or in years to come. Someone said other. Oh, and they just said battery life as other. Like, oh. And, and oh, duh. I mean, we all want good battery life, right? That's it's a good feature. We can't live without battery life. So silly. <laughs> Yeah, you're right, though. Type-C will probably start climbing up uh, once it becomes standard. Yeah. But then I guess once it's standard, then every phone has it. So, Yeah, it's kind of like, uh, what feature can't you live without? Uh, the display? <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> a battery. A, a display. Battery. Yeah. A camera. <laughs> <laughs> a processor. <laughs> the RAM. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so in, in other sort of not related news to anything we've really talked about yet... Um, we should mention it. So Rick Osterloh, a dude who has been the head of Motorola ever since Lenovo took over for them, left there because Lenovo is running them into the ground. <laughs> I think I could, can I safely say that Lenovo is killing Motorola? Yeah, safely. Um, and uh, he left there. And within weeks, he popped back up and he is now at Google. I think he was actually with Google previously, maybe yeah. potentially. And then he went over to Motorola when... Uh, uh, when Google bought Motorola and then he stayed there and then just left. Anyway, he's back at Google and he's heading up. He's basically, they created a new position for him and he's going to take over as sort of the overlord of all of their hardware projects. So that of course includes their Nexus products, uh, Chromebooks, Glass, if that ever exists again, Google ATAP, which is their sort of funky creative labs, um, OnHub, which is their routers and Chromecast. So Rick Osterloh, it's, it's a big enough deal because he was, so as a former, yeah, I'm pretty sure he is a former Googler, but anyways, he was with Motorola and I've seen some people say, why do we care? Like Motorola is terrible and he was leading them. So th- that's not a, that's not completely fair is what I will say. Hey, um, yeah. So he was with them when Google owned them 
And he's one of the guys that helped usher in those phones that we all started really loving, like the original Moto X and the Moto Gs, which sell like crazy. And then the new Moto Xs and all that. So he knows product and he knows features and building and all that stuff. The problem with Motorola is number one, Google never gave them an actual shot. Like they built those first products. And then Google said, nah, we don't want to deal with you anymore and just shipped them off to Lenovo and Lenovo just doesn't know what the hell they're doing. So Lenovo hasn't been able to do anything. So I don't know that I would blame Rick Osterloh for that. Um, And also I think it's obvious that he's not the issue. If Google's like, seriously, dude, come back and take over our hardware. You know what I mean? Exactly. You don't give the job to a failure, you know? Right. So, um, I think it's actually really exciting. You I know, when so I really too. started, I mean, I already liked Motorola, of course, and I have um, fond memories of the OG Droid and all that. But leading up to the Moto X and um, the Moto X second gen, that's when I really started to love, and we gave them phone of the year twice in a row mm-hmm. <laughs> because the Moto X was so damn good. Um, you know, we started loving that they were baking in um, essentially stock Android on their phones. You know, there was no more like uh, that OEM bloat stuff that uh, right. Motorola had the worst. And oh, right. uh, yeah, so really Rick Ostelow, I think had a lot to do with that. And for him to be back at Google with Google now, um, I think it's going to, it's going to be awesome. He brings a lot of good expertise, I think, and experience to the table. Yeah, I think he will just help any any of their hardware in any of those divisions just get better. And of course, the dude knows smartphones, so Nexus line should only get better. Uh, so yeah, I think that's a it's a big hire for Google for sure. And if you're a Nexus fan and you like the Google hardware products, really big hire. Not only that, but I've dealt with a dude a handful of times. He just seems like a genuinely good dude. So um, seems so, like a nice guy. Yeah, and you know he put up with Motorola and Lenovo for the last couple of years, which is, I don't think anyone should have to do. I I don't mean to be so harsh on the Lenovo Motorola thing, but it just doesn't seem good on any level right now. Well, how does it make any sense, right? I mean, Lenovo had their own phone brand, the vibe or whatever, total total flop. I mean, not, not big in the U S at least. And so now they got Moto, which already has an established, um, presence here in america it's like a cop-out dude it's like well we want presence in america so we're just gonna buy a company that already has presence and boom we've got presence you know yeah. it's very trump-esque it's it's sort of odd but it, uh, uh I, I don't know <laughs> if it's if lenovo whoever's running the company just doesn't have vision or they don't look at numbers i don't know but they remember they bought motorola and Lenovo was at the time, I think, on the rise in the smartphone rankings because globally they were selling all these Lenovo phones, right? right. Cheap Lenovo phones. And ever since they bought Motorola, it's just like tanked. And I think that's either because they didn't make good enough phones, they weren't cheap enough. There was something there, right? Because you know, Xiaomi's had their time and OnePlus has had their time. And now Huawei's obviously just killing it. So it's like Lenovo didn't see any of this happening. And then they spent all this money on Motorola and then they axed all of the good people that work at Motorola. And then now they don't know what to do. And so Motorola is like tumbling and Lenovo's tumbling. It's a bad situation. And, you know, we've talked about their service and their customer repair and service and stuff in the U S and how bad it is. There's a lawsuit against that now. I mean, it's just, I feel bad for him. I mean, well, I, I hate to say this, but I'm even looking forward to this year's Motorola phones. Yeah, I mean, I want to look forward to them, but like you know, I'm not 
not yeah going to sleep at night hoping that's something awesome i think motorola's warranty stuff has always been sort of awful if i'm not yeah. mistaken it's always been sort of bad yeah but going beyond that i think um there's so many companies now, right? And it's so much easier to sort of penetrate into the market thanks to social media and all that stuff. You know, like you can reach a lot of people with a lot less money than you could these rent Kickstarter and all this crap. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it's crazy. So these established companies like Lenovo are especially seeing a lot of competition from companies like OnePlus. You know, people that would usually buy those phones are now so many more options, right? And people love options. We as consumers are all about that. So, and what is that one company? I think it's Vivo or Vivo. That's like massive. I mean, they don't have a single phone here in the U S but they are, they're dominant overseas. So there's a lot of different companies, uh, a lot of choice. Like sometimes I I wish I lived in like Tokyo. I would have so many choices for phones. Like really here, I've got HTC, Samsung, LG, Motorola, and Google. But uh, over there, you've got like 15, 20 mm. different companies you can choose from. And they're all, you know, and it's all really crappy UIs. It's not stock <laughs> Android, but it, at least, you know, it's choice. So. Right. Yeah. So anyways, okay. yeah, not to get off on the Motorola, Lenovo rant, but I, right. some people have been asking us why we've been making these sort of like offhanded comments about how bad the situation is there. And that's kind of what we mean. It's just there's a lot of stuff going on there that's just not really good right now. Well, they were like they were left. They were the pinnacle of what we thought was going to be awesome about Motorola and Google, right? They opened up a manufacturing plant or like a a plant here, yeah, Yeah, an assembly plant in Texas with American workers making, you know, or at least creating the parts of the phones here in the U.S. and shipping them out. You custom order a phone, you'd have it in like a few days. So awesome. And that's gone now. And th- and those those jobs have essentially most likely been shipped overseas. And I think that's what we, you know, even and that just goes down to like politics too, right? We we don't like that. Right. And and so now that Lenovo is changing everything that we loved about Motorola or what we began to love, you know, that that hurts us as consumers, not even just as like smartphone fans, but just as consumers, man. Like we mm-hmm. we want that good american brand motor and that's what motorola was man they were like a good american brand now chinese owned just like everything else and it hurts yeah it, it actually really hurts it, it sucks <laughs> they were the last american hope or something like that yeah pretty, yeah now all we have is apple and they're, they're not even american anymore yeah probably so, right right so yeah anyways we'll move out of there mm-hmm. uh let's see so within the last week uh, something interesting happened with Twitter and maybe becoming more developer friendly potentially. Uh, so potentially. Uh, Phoenix, one of the popular Twitter apps that uh, I used to use quite a bit, but now I've kind of just defaulted to the, like the stock Twitter app because it just, it works better it because they works. hate developers. Yeah. yeah. Um, but anyway, Phoenix, if you want a third party app has always been one of the better apps and uh, it hit that dreaded hundred token limit which is basically a hundred user limit um, that Twitter set years and years ago now, which everyone understands as being the stupidest policy ever, but Twitter hates developers and, or has, uh, you know, for a long time. And so Phoenix hit it, the developer pulled it from Google play because they want people buying and not be able to register or sing or log into their Twitter account, all this stuff. And uh, a couple days went by and all of a sudden it showed back up 
and we kind of went, well, why are you back on Google play? If you hit your token limit, you know, you're still selling it. It wasn't like you just turned it into a free app or something like that. So we reached out to him and he said, let's see if I have that. I said, what happened? More tokens or just because? And, uh, Mateo is his name. He, he responded back and said, I've been in contact with the Twitter team and they've helped to fix the issue. And I said, okay, can you elaborate on that? And he said, no, I can't. <laughs> so we reached out to Twitter and uh, basically what they told us is um, that uh, he should be fine going forward. I can't really say much more. He <laughs> know, right? said, That's like the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> yes, he's, they, they basically said that Phoenix will be fine going forward. And Mateo has basically said the same thing. Like, yeah, no, Twitter assures me that I will be good going forward. And if I run into any more issues, they will help me out kind of thing. And that's all either of them will say. So (laughs) they sent me this list of like their developer policy and it, it like it picked and choose a couple of bullet points, right? That talked about this token limit. And if you actually do read it, it's totally left open to their (laughs) discretion. Like there's all these like kind of loopholes in there like it all says unless you have twitter's permission basically after each thing so if you hit the 100k limit and you go to them and you bitch and say this is stupid my app's popular twitter can go yeah okay your app's pretty cool you can have more tokens or whatever right or we'll whitelist you or they could look at you and go no, nah, we don't really care. Your app sucks kind of thing. That's just kind of what it seems like. And so this is the first time, which is what's so interesting about it, right? This is the first time where Twitter's kind of gone, well, since Jack took back over as CEO, he said he wants to be more developer friendly, except they haven't changed any policies, right? But they're, it's, it's like if a, a developer has an issue now, maybe they'll work with him. But does that mean you want people to make new Twitter apps? Like, what, what are you trying to say? Seems really shady. Yeah, me. they're such a mess as a company. God, yeah. Speaking of messes, yeah, Twitter. Yeah, you know, I, I've been trying to solve their problem for them, which is the problem of making any money at all. And I think I've decided that it's not ads that they re- should really focus on. Like, why not just have people pay for the service? You know, like people are tweeting all the stuff, right? Like we we share a lot of stuff on Twitter, like our tweets to our site, and then our site generates ads and blah blah. Like. Uh, I I would pay like two bucks for Twitter, maybe a buck a month. I don't know. Just make people pay for Twitter. Like, what's the problem with that? It's like it's the best news source on the planet. It's mm-hmm. it's so I use for news. That's totally instant. You can follow anyone you want. Um, I could see uh, why not just make it like a subscription, like a cheap subscription service. I'm just tired of ads. So so I think Twitter's main problem with developers is that right developers were giving access to people they weren't getting any ads fed to them or anything like that so twitter's losing money essentially because they uh, can't figure out how to monetize the service that has millions and millions and millions of people using it exactly makes no sense and uh and the ads that twitter does display on there and through their stock app which i use now too because everything else just sort of like either just stops being cool over time or something or like twitter app always has the new features and then they, they have to be built into the third party apps but um, the apps suck, and they're always super irrelevant and all that stuff. So they, they just need to think outside of the box, I think. And it could be as easy as just making people pay for Twitter. You know, make it a buck or two bucks a month. I could see myself 
paying for that. Why not? I, would, I mean, I would probably pay like a buck or something per month. A lot of people probably would, but you know what? A lot of people would then just like run scared and find some other service. They would go back to using Facebook or something. See ya. <laughs> like maybe all those people are the, are the, the trolls who are constantly like, you know, spewing ignorance and nonsense. Yeah, so you would get rid of a lot of garbage. Absolutely. You'd yeah. cut down on trolls. I mean, people who have to pay for something, they're not just going to keep, you know, spamming off. So maybe that's know, the problem. Maybe, maybe that even if you it. did pay and got half the people that use Twitter to do it, maybe they, that wouldn't be enough money. You know yeah, what I mean? It's totally possible. But so back to our original point, uh, Twitter seriously lacks transparency when it comes to this token issue. And again, as consumers, we think it's total BS. That's correct. Yeah, right. You know, so we got, we got them. Oh yeah. They won't be messing with me again. Wink, wink. Like something happened. I can't tell you anything about it, but um, don't worry about it. Like, I hate that stuff. Phoenix will be fine. Thanks. That gives us a lot of confidence going forward. Yeah, totally. So what does that mean? What about all the guys in the last two or three years? Well, we know, uh, is it Joaquin? Yeah. 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 So he works for Twitter now, the guy that made Falcon, right? So he probably doesn't really care, although he should. Isn't he he developer relations? Or is he working on, like, the core coding of Twitter? I thought he was working developer relations or something. I thought he was actually helping to make that better. Yeah. That's that's possible. Yeah. Either way, well, what there's been other right? people that have hit the token limit, right? So are those people yeah. okay to come back and complain no. to Twitter and get more no. tokens? Or what if I want to build a Twitter app? What if I want to build one today? Do I get around that? Or do I have to somehow prove that I'm popular? It's just... It's not, it's not really that clear and it's really kind of annoying. Like, just tell us, like, yeah, we're, we're going to raise that limit. No, it's good. It appears to be a case by case thing where Twitter gets to decide if you're cool or not. Yeah, definitely. It's a little too ambiguous. So everyone save up because you're going to have to start spending money for Twitter. <laughs> yeah. The people in the comments are, are basically saying, Tim, no, I'm not paying for Twitter. Hey man. Oh, some people are. Yeah. Some people said I'd pay for an ad free Twitter, like five bucks for three months or something. Nothing ridiculous. Same here, dude, I would pay to get rid of ads on Twitter. Like any app, though, I if there's an ad-free version of an app, I usually always pay for it. Um, I downloaded one game. I forget what it's called. I'm not even going to hype it because it shouldn't deserve to get any hype. But it was it's a game. You download the game. And before you even get to start the game, you have to watch a 30-second commercial, like an ad, for Clash of Clans or whatever the hell. That's not how the, this world should work, right? Like it's a free app, free app you download. There should automatically be like a premium version, which there's not. So there's no way for you to get rid of ads. And every time you die in this game, you have to watch a 30 second ad and you die actually quite often. So think, think about t- like television though. You uh, pay a monthly subscription for television and you can't watch more than about eight minutes of it in a row without being shown an ad. Now, how broken is that? That's pretty broken. Pay for it. There's so many ads in TV. We should be getting TV for free. Mm. Like they should be giving everyone TV so they can show you ads. But instead, it's like the most broken thing ever. Well, that TV, would be like, that would be like Droid Life. We have a subscription service. Everyone has to pay to read Droid Life, and it's just filled with ads. <laughs> just all think about that. That's what TV is. Uh. Well, yeah, and then there's even channels that are just nothing but ads, like infomercials and stuff, right? Like pay for that. Every month you pay for that. Yeah, that sort of, that hurts my head. (laughs) Yes. 
But yeah, developers out there, don't be afraid to charge money for your creations, right? Like if you put the time and energy into something, you deserve to get paid. Don't cop out with ads. Like I get it. But don't show you in a 30 second ad before you even opens your app. Exactly. Like that will make Timoteo want to uninstall and never write your app up ever. <laughs> and you're going to want those downloads. Trust me. So yeah, kind of ridiculous yeah. ads. I mean, it's, the world revolves around them. So yeah. I wish we didn't have to show them to people, but there's no really other way for us to monetize. So yeah. and keep doing this for a living. Yeah. Uh, let's see. The Google IO app was updated this week. And uh, it's usually what's usually cool about the Google IO app is it always has some sort of new design elements and things that Google is going to announce at IO. So whenever you download an app, the, the IO app, it's always supposedly the freshest design ideas and all this stuff. I haven't installed it, so I can't tell you. Oh, hello, FedEx. Um, I can't, uh, I can't tell you uh, if it's completely new. Just looking at some of the screenshots we included in our write-up for it, it doesn't look like anything crazy new. So They updated the colors. They updated the schedule. They updated the map. The end. Right. But like the design, right, hasn't really... There's no. nothing groundbreaking or new here. It's not like some new version of material design or anything okay. like that. And they'll probably tell us what it is because afterwards they always release, I think, source code or something for, or they were just open source it, I mean, or they do something. They do something, right, with the app afterwards so everyone can see what they've done. Yep. Uh, anyway, that's out there because, like you mentioned earlier, we're two weeks away. Or is it less than two weeks? Two weeks? Less than two weeks. Less than two weeks. So a week and like four days. That's awesome. So, yeah, that should be fun. Uh, schedules out if you guys want to look at what's coming. There's a map of the uh, the festival since this is a developer festival, not a conference. Good times, IO. Uh, let's see. We don't have to talk about this for long, but a week or so ago, I went on a massive rant and told everyone to stop buying Motorola Droid phones. So here we go, trashing on Motorola again. This know, has to do with hell? this has to do with Verizon too, though. I basically told everyone, if you care about software updates or security, stop buying the Motorola <laughs> Droid line of phones. And uh, I'm actually pretty serious about this. <laughs> uh, I know that our site was originally founded based off of a Motorola Droid phone, and it also suffered basically from the issues I'm talking about here. Um, but they are... It's it's beyond. It's at the point now because they get so few updates that not only do you never get <clears throat> um, the latest software features and things like that, your phone's not even secure. <laughs> so basically, what I was ranting about was the fact that, uh, like last year, the original Turbo didn't get Lollipop or whatever it was. I think at the time until July, it almost went a year without getting an update to Lollipop. Uh which is insane. And this year the turbo two was supposed to have gotten it. I think it or supposed to get marshmallow. I think in uh, like February and then it got delayed and then disappeared and then it showed back up and then it disappeared. And then last week it finally rolled out to everyone at the end of April. And it's one of those things where it was announced after marshmallow was already available. And so they released it with lollipop and then took that long. And, but it gets worse because they're also not issuing security patches on the regular. So like take the Droid Max 2, for example. Droid Max 2 came out at the same time as a Turbo 2. It has never received a single software update in the entire time that it's existed. Now, I know it's not this massive flagship that millions and millions and millions of people are buying, 
but it's still a droid branded phone, which is supposed to mean something. It's never been updated. So every security patch that was released in October, November, December, January, February, March, April, May, we're talking like eight months worth of security patches. It's never seen one of those. That is terrible. And it's like this with all of the droid phones. And we had a bunch of people say like, well, it's not just droid phones that are like this. It actually is because Samsung who's terrible at providing big software updates is at least pushing monthly security patches to their phones, right? Like all the, like the S sixes and stuff, they get updates on Verizon. If it's not every month, it's at least every other month. They're at least getting them. These droid phones aren't getting anything. It's just, it pisses me off so badly. Like these are supposed to be your exclusive flagship line of phones, Verizon and you and Motorola can't get together and make an update a month, two months. It's bad. It's pretty much a culmination of what we've seen from Verizon over the past few years, right? I mean, this this should not shock anyone. Basically, this article got shared quite a bit. There's 300 comments, all of them agreeing with what is being said, right? There's not a single denier here. You can't be a truth denier or a fact denier. Actually, there's one guy that is throughout the comments who Get owns a turbo no, he owns a turbo and they didn't want to call him out and i'm not going to name drop you you can go read the comments if you want but there's one guy that owns a turbo two that spent the whole time defending how great of a phone it is and completely ignoring what i was complaining about and this happens sometimes. I get that. But like, I, I'm not saying the Turbo 2 is a bad phone, dude. You don't have to defend your phone. I just said if you care about software updates or security, you probably shouldn't own one. Yeah. Um, someone said, has Droid Life reached out to Verizon for a comment? It's like, dude, uh, action speaks much louder than words. And by this point, you know, either the phones get updates or they don't. Right? You don't need a comment to... Uh, you know, to confirm that phones aren't getting updates. You know, we see it, we work in it every day and the phones aren't getting updated. So, you know, a lot of people that should care about updates. And this goes along with another post that recently went up saying people don't care about Android updates. It's all, it's all some fun with that one. Didn't I? It's all BS, man. Like people, people do care about Android updates. And I swear it is not just the people who read Android blogs. Yes, the majority of people won't know what the update is, but people understand the importance of updates. You know, whether it's security or new features or whatever, people like updates. People like playing with new new stuff, new toys, new software. It's it's definitely not just the nerds. And I hate hate I hate it when people lump those people together like, "Oh, it's just Android blog nerds care about updates." Like, dude, that's a lie. So, it's just that this whole thing is still kind of new, right? Like the idea of having a smartphone, a little computer in your pocket that needs to be updated every few months is still a relatively new idea to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. So once even to manufacturers and carriers, obviously. they're not even used to it yet. Yeah, obviously. Later. So, I mean, it, the same sort of needs to go with like game consoles too. Like for example, like Xbox 360 came out and then it's, it was like a decade and then Xbox one came out by then the hardware and software is so outdated you know, that now Xbox One is even outdated and it's been like a year since it's been out. So obviously companies and the software makers need to do a lot better about pushing updates out, regardless, you know, if you make smartphones or if you're a carrier, you got to support updates and they've got to be pushed timely because security, man, like our, our privacy has never known such threats as it does today. So... You got to be on top of it. And I don't care if you're an Android blog nerd and you care about updates or not. 
updates are important. Verizon should be better about it. But you know, you were talking about the Max Two, I think. Phone hasn't been out all that long, man. I had to review that thing, and it, it totally it wasn't a good experience. But people who buy it deserve to get updates for it. Never so, had an update ever. Yeah. So <laughs> if I eight months in, if I owned that phone, I would be boycotting. I would. I I might even be suing. I might. I might take legal action against Verizon and Motorola. Like, uh, hello, Google is pushing out monthly updates for security purposes, and I'm not getting those. I'm at risk. My my data's at risk. I'll see you in court, mister. I'd drop it's, the I mean, mic. It's, it's bad. It's that bad. And yeah, the whole thing about people don't want updates. Probably shouldn't get me started on that, but that's just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard. It's such a... It's like an ignorant thing to say. It's like a you don't lazy even, ass argument and things to very say. Lazy. Yes. yes. And then you try and pull like data of it, like numbers and stuff and like analytics. It doesn't make any sense. So people care about updates, plain and simple. And yeah. even if they don't, they're important. And Absolutely. if the individuals don't care about them, everyone else behind the scenes should be. Right. Because of the security stuff you just mentioned. So, yeah, someone and someone said iOS people really care about updates. They just have no idea why. And again, like I totally call BS. Like everyone I know that has an iPhone, they love when they get new updates because right when an update is available, every <laughs> iPhone gets it. And so they're all talking about the entire iPhone community is talking about the updates, the new iOS versions and all this stuff. Everyone's playing with their rainbow wallpapers and crap. Thank you, Johnny Ive. I think uh Android has a long long ways to go in terms of like the update game and yeah, fragmentation yeah. is real and it is a problem. Well, and look, you, you, you say no one cares about updates except like your whole argument on why just shows that we do. I mean, the fact that you're having the argument about it, it's just a stupid thing. Everyone obviously cares about updates and we all want them. It's just, this is how Android works and you can't compare the shit to iOS because iOS is different iOS and Android are not, they're not even, you can't even compare the two. Mm-hmm. iOS is Apple creates the hardware and the software and they have two phones. It's one roof. And they just go, well, okay, we'll send everything out to our one phone or our two phones. And everyone else goes, okay, we'll take your software and we'll put it on this hardware and we'll use this chipset and this RAM and this camera. And it's like all this stuff. Oh, and then we're going to put our skin on top of it. I and mean, it's just not the same thing, right? Yeah. And I know part of the problem is like you just said, when everyone on their iPhone gets an update, it, it just shows up at the same time and everyone can download it. And so with Google and Android, I think everyone goes, well, I want it now, right? We, we live in this society now, 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 now. And the only yeah. thing you get that on is a Nexus phone and these other people don't, but that's because that's the way it's set up. They give it to their partners and their partners take their time and that's, <laughs> that's the problem. And you can't fix that, unfortunately. That's just Android, that's how it was built. Google built it and said, you guys play with it. That's just how it works. I mean, does everyone think like when Google goes, all right, Android ends here, like Samsung's going to go, and here's an update. Like it doesn't work that way. Yeah. I hate the argument, but every time the new distribution numbers came out, which is what happened this week, uh, um, all the like dipshits in the media go, Android sucks. And it's like, this is just how Android works, moron. I mean, yeah, you don't understand. Yeah, and you're Mark, lazy. It doesn't work. 
Marshmallow's been out for a year and it's only on like 7% of devices. Ha ha ha. <laughs> and like on one day, 80% of iOS users get the update. It's just, it's, it is, it's apples to oranges. And yes. um, like, if you want to compare, you could just pull the Nexus phones and put them on their own. And I bet there's like a sure. 99.8% acceptance rate of new updates within a week, which is better than iOS is ever going to do. <laughs> But that's Nexus. But that's that doesn't count. You have to because then we have to count everything. What about <laughs> Samsung? You know, whatever fits their <laughs> shitty argument. Exactly. You have to. You have to. Yeah, it has to fit their uh, fucking whatever agenda. <laughs> whatever they're pushing. Yeah, whatever they're pushing. There's a lot of idiots in the media industry. There's idiots everywhere. I know. We just deal with sure. the media idiots. Yeah. Um, there's like a billion plus Android activations currently. So there's a there's a lot of phones on a lot of people to take care the of. Tin, they're not getting <laughs> updated right away to Marshmallow. It's been eight months already. They don't care. It's fine. They just don't care. <laughs> they don't care about updates. I know it's like people care. Like I see people crying about wanting their updates all the day. Like of course people care. It's the companies and the carriers not pushing out the damn update. Right. People care. Right. People want Marshmallow. People want Android N. It's just not coming. <laughs> you know, it's, it's going to be a while. <laughs> yeah. If you can be patient, otherwise buy an, I mean, look, the other thing is Nexus phones now, they work on every carrier. Like if, 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 if updates are that important and we've talked about this a lot, you should just own a Nexus. You just should. But, but it, they're not as important as the media dummies make it sound like every phone gets the updates it just doesn't come today it just might be a couple of months because that's how android works like half a year call that unfortunate (laughs) that's just how it works yeah it's definitely one downside and i i always say that especially when we were talking about the galaxy s7 the one downside i have with that phone is that sure it probably won't see android in until 2017 you know that's likely it's It's totally possible So Although they moved it up this year, so yeah, December. They moved it up. So maybe December, <laughs> late December. November, December, maybe right in time for Christmas, little Timmy's gonna, you know, have his toys. But uh, you know, thank I uh, thank God. I don't have to thank him for this. But uh HTC, you know, a company that definitely appreciates the importance of updates, says, you know, 90 days, you'll have your update. That I can appreciate, and especially with this slimmed down Android mo- uh, version on uh, the Batman phone. Um, I can, I can really rally behind that. But then that also, I get reminded that Motorola was also quite once good about updates, but now under new leadership, I don't know if they're going to be as awesome. Um, I was defending oh, that the other day. Here we go on Motorola again. <laughs> yeah. The other day about software updates. And I think it was in a different post actually. And uh, then someone pointed out the fact that the Moto X Pure Edition is not on 6.0.1 yet, which has been out for quite a while. So Motorola is even, I'm not going to say they've given up on the Moto X Pure Edition, but like it's your old, that's the only phone they have. And they only sell it unlocked. There's not different variations of it. You have one phone and they haven't, it's still on 6.0. And I fired mine up the other day and checked for updates and there's nothing. Yeah, That's I hope they realize that people do want the update and they do people want, want the emoji. emoji. <laughs> emoji. I get jinx. People but, want um, emoji. Yeah, people want emoji. I don't even know what else 6.0.1 brings. Um, emoji. Right off the top of my head. That's it? It's just an emoji <laughs> I think update? It's pretty much just emoji. 
I could look that up. I guess I must be one of the last people in the world to care about emoji. Like, I really don't care. I use your standard tonguey face when I'm joking, smiling when I'm happy, and sad face when something's not good. Like, I don't need... just spam that fire whenever I need to. (laughs) The fire, like, if it's a a nice watch or a nice pair of shoes, just fire, fire, fire. Or if Steph Curry's going off, fire, fire, fire. Yeah, there's like four emojis I really need. Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. So I don't need hundreds. I don't need them to look more human. I kind of like the smiley face, yellow, weird-looking character emojis. I didn't mind androids. It's Samsung's emoji that are awful and that need to be destroyed with yes. fire. Um, HTC's aren't awful. great either. You'll see that now. HTC's got some weird ones too. See, I figured they would use Android they, stock. They oh, don't. Oh, they're different too. A... Tim doesn't throw the horns. Horns? Like what kind of horns? Like metal horns? Yeah, I think metal horns. Oh, okay. <laughs> Henry wants to know if you can put a Verizon <laughs> sim in there. Henry, I did that day one. Um, the day actually they announced the phone, I put a Verizon right. sim in our unlocked version, and it wouldn't register on the network. I haven't tried since, but uh, I don't think anything's changed on that front. Although it did come out on Verizon today, I should try. I was going to say I could do this like live on air, but I do not know which phone has my Verizon SIM in it. 6P. Shout out to Henry. Yeah, man. Um, I rock a Blazers t-shirt and talk about Steph Curry because the Blazers love to choke. <laughs> they, like, they had a chance to get out of the Bay Area with a win, and they blew it. You know what the problem was? Uh, I, I saw it, I, and I knew exactly right when it was going to happen. Terry Stotts took Lillard out in the fourth quarter to get him a rest. And totally fell apart uh, because Lillard was on fire. It was totally Lillard time. Takes him out, goes cold. Dude is starting to he and he went full Harden in the fourth too. When he got that uh, the one defender in the air and he like th- went right up into him. Oh, that was such a James Harden move, and I did not appreciate it. Not from you, Lillard. You got way too much class for that. You don't have to pull the James Harden. I think I turned it. I I turned it when there was like two minutes left because I was like, babe, I'm not watching this. Like, I'm gonna cry. This is this is bad. So uh, yeah, turn it. They had a chance. I don't know if there's any uh, salvaging the series now, but we'll see. But either I use the Steph Curry analogy um, just because everyone knows that that dude is straight fire. <laughs> so yes, he is. Yeah, Henry, I'm booting right now with Verizon Simmons. We'll see what happens. I dig this phone quite a bit. Um, yeah, phone. yeah. Again, anyone just tuning in, I got the HTC 10 today in charcoal black or gray or whatever the heck they're calling it, and uh, it's pretty hot. I got I gotta say, the size is pretty prime. I know Kellen was saying it was a little wide for him coming from the mm-hmm. S7, but for me, coming from the S7 Edge, which has like the sloped edges and all this stuff, and the kind of a tall phone, like this phone feels really good in hand, and the weight is like. Here it is next to the S7. See, just a little bit over here. Yeah, probably like a a, it's probably like a quarter inch or something. Maybe not. Yeah, probably a quarter inch. But it's a difference when you go from one to the next. Yeah, absolutely. Oh boy, we're booted. Oh, with the Verizon SIM in there. Yeah, let's see what happens. So it used to when I did it day one, it uh, I saw it flash. I think like 4G a couple of times, and. and then it would just say, I'd get this error message to say, cannot register on the Verizon network, <clears throat> is what it would say. So 
need to give it a minute. Okay. We don't really have anything else to talk about, do we? I mean, we can talk about Motorola again. There's apparently a new Moto G coming. <laughs> yeah, Moto G. Um, yeah, Moto G coming. Yeah, Moto G, the the best selling Motorola phone of all time. Um, hard to believe. I mean, I thought the Motorola Razor or whatever would have been the most selling phone of all time, at least for Motorola, right? With I figured they sold at least a trillion units of that. <laughs> but uh, the weird thing is they're they're setting up a press event, I think, on the seventeenth in India. So they're not even doing anything here. I don't know what that means. Very, I'm sure the Moto G sold okay in the U.S. too. Decent phone. I'm sure it Cheap. sold more though in India. Like I, they must have just sold a ton. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a good phone for the oh. price. Oh, hold on. What we have uh, developments. We do. Oh. Shouldn't it work on there? I mean, it, it well, it used sense. to not. No, come back. Hold uh, on, hold on. This is this is this is big time. This is okay. Big time. So I went into APN settings, and I went to network operators, and I said, "Oh, yeah." I said search, and it came up. Verizon was there. T-Mobile was there. at t was there, and I chose Verizon. And 4GLT logo popped up. Like it said connected, registered to network, and uh, it was there. Let's try that again. Registering on Verizon. <laughs> but then it disappeared 10 seconds later. But it said registered, and I had an LTE signal. Hmm. I'm registering again now. <laughs> Everyone's like, oh my God. This is exciting. <laughs> Yes, I don't want to get too many hopes up, but it did actually say registered on network and I had 4G LTE logo and it was hanging out for a little bit and then it disappeared. And now I'm trying to register again and you can see registering. Mm. It's just not, it's yeah. not doing it. It said, did you have a line through the signal? No, I just had 4G LTE logo and in my pull down, it said on Verizon, I think. says mobile data i can't get anything to happen now it still just does this i don't know we'll have to play with this and we'll see if we can figure something out so hdc built in some kill switch as soon as someone throws in the verizon sim and activates it they're like shut it down yeah this person tried this person's on let's see disconnect because service is unavailable so this is what happened before Someone's asking, Kyle is asking if it works on Project Fi. Highly unlikely. Um, again, like most phones that aren't a Nexus phone compatible with Project Fi, you're not going to be able to get the simultaneous T-Mobile, Sprint, and Wi-Fi. Like there's no smart switching or anything like that. A lot of times it will work. Say you'll get on like T-Mobile. Yeah, some T-Mobile, some rando T-Mobile band. It'll totally work. But you don't get... Project Fi experience, which is that smart switching from the Wi-Fi and all that. So right. don't yeah, bother. I think it defaults to T-Mobile, but uh, yeah. So it, like, you could, yeah, you could probably throw a Fi sim in here, but yeah, you would just get T-Mobile. Yeah. But you know, you could still control your account and all that stuff, but you don't get the full, yeah, switching experience and all that. And look, there's cheaper deals out there than Fi, right? I mean, you could sign up for AT&T's Go phone. It's probably a better deal than Fi, isn't it? Yeah, um, right now I think I'm paying uh, 55 a month for six gigs of high speed. I mean, dude, yeah. that's not bad. And the AT&T's network, right? Which is nationwide. 
Um, unlike T-Mobile and Sprint. <laughs> like, I, li- I love that Verizon has Ricky Gervais doing commercials. And I, I just, I hate it. Like, I liked Ricky Gervais. But now I'm like, dude, you're working for the enemy. Like, you're working for, like, these corporate people. And I'm not mm. really into that. So I'm sort of against Ricky Gervais right now. And plus, his arguments for, like, yeah, well... Some carriers say they've got like the best carrier, it, it and they misspeak a little bit. It's like, dude, Ricky, you actually probably don't know shit no, about like best carriers or anything like that. You're reading off a card. It's not even funny. Like, why? Why are you even bothering? It's not like you need the money. You just got plenty of money. Right. It seems odd. It just so, seems like a bad choice. It does. So, update on this. It's registering my phone number in here now, which is something. Cell network type unknown service state out of service not roaming. It was there though. There was maybe, a moment where I thought we had found glory. Maybe give it a reboot. Do one more on air reboot. <laughs> Rebooting. Mm. All right, rebooting. Um, I don't have any apps to talk about. Although I will say for anyone who anyone who cares about video games, uh, Battlefield One just got announced and confirmed for release in October. It's Set in an alternate World War One history, uh, yeah, let's go. It's I'm called Battlefield sad. One, as Battlefield in Xbox One. I don't uh, understand. No, yeah, just Battlefield One. Um, Wait, W O N or O N E? Oh, O N E. Okay. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I mean, they just had Battlefield Four, so it's a little odd that we're going to Battlefield One. <laughs> right. But maybe because it's set in like World War One, that's why we're going with one. That makes sense, I suppose. So is it just a numeral then, or is it spelled out one, or is it the number one? I think it's spelled out one. <laughs> I don't know. We we they actually released the trailer while we've been talking. So nope, it's a it's a one numeral one. Okay. And uh, I gotta say, I mean, I've I've been sort of. I play a lot of Call of Duty, and I'm sick of all the futuristic stuff. Like, I've been wanting, like, a next-gen game that has World War II stuff, because I love World War II. Huge buff. And uh, to go back even further, I think that's kind of sweet. So, the trailer looks totally awesome. No one probably cares, so. But, uh, check I'll take it out. a look at the trailer at some point. It looks really good. <laughs> I don't think I, uh, I don't have good news. It's, we still got no signal. Definitely probably, a kill switch. Probably blacklisted now or something. Yeah, most likely. I also sort of wonder how old my uh, Verizon sim is. There's probably new school sims that give you... Yeah, see, look at this. You can't see this. It says Verizon. There's a little yellow star there. And if I tap that, the last time it was like, oh, yeah, see, it says registered on network. And then... I'm Take a screenshot. Screenshot everything. Yeah. Uh, no magic this time. It just says registered on network. And then uh, I didn't even get the LTE logo this time. Sorry. That's all I got. That's all right. People won't hold it against you. Yeah. I'll play with it some more though. That's, that's signs of progress. I never got that far before. So, All right. Uh, anything else we need to talk about then? Hmm. So. so we got IO in two weeks. We'll both be there doing that whole thing. Should be fun as always. And otherwise, we're just kind of waiting to get to IO. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Nothing else? Yeah, I don't okay. see anything. I hope everyone has a really nice weekend. The weather's super nice here. I don't know how it is in all of your parts of the world, but I hope it's 
I hope it's great. Hope you're I'm sure a... it's beautiful everywhere. World's I... melting, isn't it? Oh yeah, that's right. Climate change. <laughs> <laughs> Forgot about that. It yeah. has been sort of hot here, <laughs> like yeah, for a while. Ridiculously hot for like three years. Yeah. Bye bye, polar bears. It's been nice knowing you. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll end it there on polar bears. Thanks for joining us. This has been episode 108. Yeah, have a great weekend, everyone. Joy, life, peace. peace.